hello and welcome back to another episode of the BNI Mindset Podcast. My name is Jessica and I am so glad to have you here with me. Today I thought I would talk a little bit about mistakes. I have and always have had a very strict policy of habitual mistake making. <laughs> now, um, in all seriousness, I, I really do believe that if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning. I believe that you have to push hard enough to get to the point where you might make a mistake or two, because that means you're growing. So what does that mean for BNI? For BNI, the mistakes are a little bit more subtle, even when you're working hard. And here's the other challenge. It sometimes takes a little bit of time before that mistake is visible. So I'm talking about things like one-to-ones that aren't quite as effective as they should be. You may leave a one-to-one feeling like it was a great meeting. And listen, I totally get that because on some level, it probably was a great meeting. However, in order to maximize the return on our investment from a BNI perspective, that one-to-one has to be an effective relationship developer from a business perspective. The person that you are talking to needs to leave knowing a little bit more about how to refer you. If that didn't happen, it wasn't as successful a one-to-one as it should have been. It may have been lovely for getting to know each other. It may have been, and listen, it may, you may have actually taught them how to refer you how better, right? And something so that they can refer you. But, but maybe it was still very conceptual and they need help putting that into action. And unfortunately, as a BNI member, you're not going to know that that wasn't very effective until some, until some time passes. Okay. Here's the other thing. If you did not talk about, uh, I don't know, deadlines, goals, let's call them goals, goals for, uh, for, uh, that you want to have based on the meeting, it might take even longer. So what do I mean by that? I mean, when you have a one-to-one, but well, let's start at the beginning. When you have a one-to-one, if it's your first one-to-one, then you're probably just getting to know each other. I truly believe that every one-to-one should have an agenda and you should sit down and talk to each other about what you want to accomplish every single time you have a one-to-one. If it's your first one-to-one, then maybe you're just getting to know each other. But how are you going to get to know each other? Are you, so in my region, all my members use the gain sheets. The gain sheets uh, there's four altogether on top of the actual gains sheet. So gain stands for goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills. 
That's the one sheet. But uh, in my region, we use um, a sheet that talks about your customers, a sheet that talks about your contact sphere, and a sheet that talks about, oh, well, your bio, your general bio. So there are four sheets all together. And if you get really good, there's a fifth one. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, when you have your every one-to-one, your first one-to-one, you should agree on how what you're going to cover. Are you going to simply talk about the bio page? Are you going to talk about the games page? Are you going to cover all of the pages without as much depth? What is it that you want to do and how do you want to get it done? That's the first thing you should do. Then you have your one-to-one. And then before you leave, each one of you should have, um, let's call it a commitment to each other. I think that's a good word. A commitment to each other. If I'm listening, my commitment to you might be uh, bringing a visitor. Oh, hey, this industry is in your contact sphere. I happen to know a person very well that does that. My commitment to you is that I will get them to a meeting in the next month. That kind of commitment. If I'm speaking, then my commitment to you might be, I am available to meet with you and learn about you in the next month. Okay, so I really feel like those three things have to happen in order for your, in order to maximize the opportunity. No, that's not it. In order to maximize the ability to have an effective one-to-one. So first, there needs to be a plan. Second, uh, you want to have the actual (laughs) one-to-one, and some of you who have been members long enough know and understand that just because you schedule a one-to-one doesn't mean it's going to happen. So you actually have to have the one-to-one, and then you should never leave a one-to-one without making a commitment to the person in front of you. And there are, again, several levels of that. So that's the first kind of mistake you can make is not having one-to-ones that are effective. The challenge is, like I said, making sure that you see that there is a problem in your the effectiveness of your one-to-ones. And that might take a while. Okay. Again, however, when it does happen, make sure you fail forward. Fix it. Look at your numbers. Look at the Palms Report. Look at the power of one. If you are having four, five, six, eight one-to-ones a month and you don't have, and you're not receiving and or giving at least that many referrals a month, that's a, that's a clue. That's a giant red flag that maybe you're socializing and not really having an effective one-to-one. And I'm talking about maximum, you know, maximum effect. Are you developing business from every single meeting that you're having? Uh, okay, so that's that's one-to-ones. Your weekly presentation, same thing. If you do not see people nodding their heads or you do not get questions about what you're looking for on a regular basis, your weekly presentation may need some work. And it's, listen, it's not hard. 
it's not hard to pay attention to those around you and see if you can see that light bulb turning on when you're speaking. Now, is it going to happen every day, every, every week? Probably not. Let's be honest. Probably not. But it should happen regularly and it should happen with the visitors. So here's a great tip. When you are giving your weekly presentation, focus on the visitor reactions. Okay. Those are the ones that need, that you need to, uh, impress or that you need to, you know, that you need to plant the seed in, if you will. Okay. Your members are going to meet with you. You're going to have the opportunity to have one-to-ones with them. If you don't make an impact with the visitors, you may not have an opportunity to have a one-to-one with them later. Okay. So again, you have to put in some effort to see whether or not you are failing at the particular activity. Okay. Referrals. Believe it or not, you can make mistakes when giving referrals. And it's, this is all about getting feedback. Ask the people that are getting your referrals. If one, are they closing? But better yet, are they making contact? You can't close it if you can't make contact. And ask them, just ask them straight up, hey, is this the type of referral you were looking for? When you ask a direct question like that, it opens the door to get open, honest feedback from the members. And listen, I remember when I was a member, you, you want it. We're all there. We all want to give referrals. That's why givers gain is our core value because we all want to give. And in that enthusiasm, sometimes we give referrals that aren't quite what the person is looking for. And if you have a member that is particularly non-confrontational, they may feel awkward giving you feedback that may be misinterpreted as being ungrateful. Um, that's not my problem, but I do know that there are members who really struggle with uh, giving feedback, uh, especially about referrals, right? Uh, they're just happy that you gave them a referral, but it wasn't quite the right thing. So uh, you open that door. You ask, was this what you were looking for? Uh, were you able to make contact this week? Can I help you set up that meeting? Any of those things will allow you to, again, maximize the effectiveness of the referrals that you are giving and minimize those mistakes. Okay. And when you give super referrals, guess what happens? You get super referrals. Okay. Again, givers gain. People are motivated to help you 
or I should say more motivated to help you, when they know and understand that you care enough to help them. First. All right, so we talked about uh, one-to-ones. We've talked about your weekly presentation. We've talked about referrals. Let's talk a little bit about just being present in the meeting. Okay, again, here's where people sometimes make mistakes. And, and a mistake in this case, it, I'm calling it when you go through the motions. And actually, that could be the theme for this entire podcast, right? Go, you're going through the motions, but you've forgotten the why behind what you're doing. Okay, um, you go to the meeting but you are thinking about or writing your weekly presentation as others are speaking. You go to the meeting, but you arrive 30 seconds before the meeting starts. You go to the meeting, but you have to step away during open networking because your phone is ringing off the hook. You go to the meeting, you give a testimonial and your testimonial consists of, I just want to give a great shout out. Again, a shout out is lovely, but if you don't put any meat behind that shout out, the other people in the room are not going to be motivated to try uh, to use the person that you are giving a shout out to. Okay. Remember, that's what it's about. If you're giving a testimonial, you want to make it, I was going to say easier, but you want to make it more beneficial for people to try a product or a service. And if you don't tell them why, you're just like, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it sounds great, but you're missing, you're missing the point. Okay. So going to the meetings and actually remembering why you're there is super important. You're there to build and deepen relationships, which means you've got to be fully present and paying attention and mindful of why you do what you do. Why do you give your weekly presentation? Why do you talk to people during open networking? Why do you um, give referrals and testimonials? All of that good stuff, okay? It's, I know it, it sounds almost second nature, but look, think back to a couple of meetings and think about, and, and just analyze whether or not people have been fully present. It might surprise you when you step away a little bit and analyze whether or not people are fully present. Uh, what you will find is that, no, not everyone is fully present. Sometimes not half the room is fully present, unfortunately. Okay, so don't make that mistake. Don't just go through the motions. Try to be very mindful of the reason why you are there and what you're trying to create. Not just for yourself, but for others. Sometimes that's a little easier. 
Okay, so uh, hopefully you now understand how making mistakes is great as long as you're learning from them and that in BNI it can be a little challenging to, to figure out whether or not you're making mistakes. It may take a bit. But good news is they can always be corrected. I hope you have an amazing day and I hope you will join us again soon. Take care.